0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Cannon Brewer Podcast. It is your girl Rachel, back with another episode. Yeah, so here we are as we continue on our series on the fruits of the spirit. We did joy, we did peace, and now for today's episode, we are on patience. So it should be fun. Um, but as usual, I just want to pray to start us off, and then we're going to dive right on in. So to Heavenly Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your patience with us, your goodness, your kindness, Lord God, all the your compassion and your everlasting love. I pray, God, that this episode will be a reminder... Um, and, and a space, Lord God, for us to humble ourselves in Your presence, and to and to remember how patient You've been with us, how You've been long suffering, and how You've for, uh, and forbearance towards us. I pray, God, that we will take it as an opportunity to display the same patience you give us to our brothers and sisters and to all people lord god um, and to be a reflection of your son jesus christ to the world i thank you god for the opportunity i pray lord that this will bless those whom you've called to listen to it to hear it and that it will be a blessing and edifying to your church i pray all these things in your son jesus christ's name amen so as always we're going to start us off with the anchor verse verses for the series which is Galatians 5 verses 22 through 23 and I want to preface it by saying I don't know if I've said it in the other episodes but if you don't know then you gonna you're gonna to rem- to know today all the fruit of the spirit that I'm about to read these are all characteristics of God God is love God is joy God is peace all these things God is these things so when we are able to bear the fruit of the spirit his spirit dwelling on the inside of us when we bear these fruit we are becoming more and more like christ we are becoming a, a a better reflection of christ who is the son of god so just remember like all these things these things god possesses god is you know and so as we are striving to grow in our love and our joy and our peace um, and today our forbearance with others and patience with our others we're able to see that God did all these things first God is joy God is peace God is love so out of because God is these God is God is these things we are able to because we have his spirit we are too we are also able to produce and bear these fruit if that makes sense so I'm gonna read it and then we're gonna get into patience so the fruit, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, which is forbearance is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. And so I, I you know, in the past, all the times that I've read it, I've made the notate, i made the, the statement of being like forbearance is patience. But today I want to look at the definition um, that the NIV uses uh, or we'll look at what the in the tra- different translations use different words for patience. um the new the, the king james long often uses long suffering um and the niv uses forbearance whereas the nlt might use patience but there is something special about forbearance and long suffering when it comes to being patient. And more specifically when it comes to God's patience towards us. So I'm gonna be, this episode is gonna heavily focus on patience from the aspect of God's patience with us and more specifically forbearance and long suffering and how he displays these things for us. So I wanna just give everybody a brief understanding of what forbearance and long suffering means. So forbearance is a refraining from the enforcement of something such as a debt, a right, or an obligation that is due. The action of refraining from exercising a legal right, especially enforcing the payment of a debt. So forbearance, when you are displaying forbearance towards somebody, you're refraining from enforcing um, that, a debt that is due or payment that is due and then long suffering is similar but not quite actually it's not it's it's another side of it long suffering means uh, having or showing patience in spite of troubles especially those caused by other people it also means patiently enduring lasting offense or hardship so just remember these things when it comes to God God's point of view to us God has been for God's forbearance towards us God's long-suffering for us how God is long-suffering so like I said think about these two words forbearance and long-suffering and how God has displayed these things for us as a people throughout history and then especially for you specifically as a person just take some time and meditate on all the times when god you have tried god's patience and yet he has proved to be patient with you all the times when god has been long suffering with you all the time when when god has um displayed forbearance towards you for you think about that like i really want you to meditate on those thoughts and, and really allow the allow the holy spirit to humble you in his presence because god has been exceedingly patient with us exceedingly patient with us um And that's just in your life, in your short lifetime, not including the thousands of years before, you know, of all the different things in the Old Testament and then, you know, not before, but you know what I'm trying to say, all the different things that have happened in the world, how God has been patient with all of creation and specifically when it comes to um, being humble um, in and of yourself, how God has been long suffering with you, how he's been, he's displayed forbearance towards you so let let meditate on that. Chew on that, okay? As we kind of dig into some of this stuff. So um I want to read a couple different passages. So like I mentioned, in the Old Testament, we see over and over and over again how merciful and gracious God is and God was to his people the Israelites. So in the in so in the book of Exodus, for example, we see the israelites they tested god's patience by their complaining um their rebellions against moses which was god's servant his uh you know there was the Korah rebellion all there's several different rebellions that moses had to endure and therefore god had to endure um and his patience was we tested his patience as well as when we when the israelites uh straight out of coming out of um egypt Moses went up to the mountain for 40 days to get the Ten Commandments. And then Aaron and all the people, they decide to build a golden calf and start worshiping the calves, talking about this is the God who took us out of Egypt when Moses was literally gone for 40 days. Like he was only gone for 40 days. Like how impatient they were. They're like, oh, Moses has been gone for so long. And so they just decided to build a calf and worship that, completely forgetting all that God had already had literally just done by bringing them out of the land of Egypt. Anyway, like I said, just remember how God has been so patient with you. Let that humble you in this moment. Um, but yeah, so we see just that's just in the book of uh, Exodus, you know, complaining, rebellion, building the calf, etc., etc., etc. And the, the whole book of Judges displays God's long suffering and forbearance with us. If you were to go through, I challenge you to read through the book of Judges at some point. Um, honestly, just pick a judge. <laughs> you can pick a judge, and if you just pick a judge at the beginning of that judge's story, it's going to talk about how, right after the last judge, they were good during the, the the reign of that last judge, and then the judge died, and the Israelites fell back into their sinful wickedness, and then God had to send another deliverer. He raised up another deliverer. He raised up Gideon. He raised up Deborah. You know, he raised up Samson. He raised up all these different judges to come in and save his people. Um, because god is just so patient with us even though we, we fall and we we sin god is still patient god is long-suffering god is forbearing with us and so he will always come and pick us back up he will always come and 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 bring us back into right standing with him when we repent that's the key when you repent if you go on unrepentant then god gonna let you just roll around in the mud but if you repent and come back then you will be like the prodigal son um, and god will welcome you back with open arms but anyway i digress um, so I want to read Isaiah chapter 30 verses 15 through 19. So this is a woe. Chapter 30 is a woe to the obstinate nation. Um, he's just, this is Isaiah prophesying, um, what the Lord had said to him to tell, to to, to tell to the, the obstinate nation of Israel and all the different nations at that time that were ruling. Just, you know, uh, y'all need to be on the, a warning, so to speak, of what to expect if you continue in your unrepentant, wicked ways. So this is God speaking. So it starts off, I'm starting off in verse 15. It says, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. It says, and repentance and rest is your salvation and quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. You said, we will flee on horses, therefore you will flee. You said, we will ride off on swift horses, therefore your your pursuers will be swift. A thousand will flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five, you will all flee away. Till you are left like a flagstaff on a mountaintop, like a banner on a hill. This is verse 18. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you he longs to be gracious to you therefore he will rise up to show you compassion for the lord is a god of justice justice blessed are all who wait for him people of zion who live in jerusalem you will weep no more how gracious he will be when you cry for help as soon as he hears he will answer you so this is a call to repent and to turn back to God and how God longs to be gracious to us. He is so long-suffering. All he wants is for us to be with him. And yet we constantly choose to not be with him. And yet he is constantly, his love is everlasting. He is constantly choosing. He's con- He constantly desires. He longs for us to be with him and we constantly push him away. And yet God still chooses to be long-suffering with us like let that let, meditate on that right another passage is in nehemiah let's see um, this is so nehemiah the whole book of nehemiah is about nehemiah who was a cupbearer for king artaxerxes the first i think in uh persia i don't it don't matter read read your bible long story short nehemiah was tasked with going and rebuilding the walls around jerusalem this is after the exile And so this is a this is israel the chapter nine is the israelites are confessing their sins to god and they're making they're about to make their confession of what they um in chapter 10 they're saying what they the agreement that they're going to make with god the new the covenant they're going to make with god um but chapter nine is just their prayer and how they're recognizing all that god has done and all that they have done against god so i just want to read a heavy amount of it just to get an idea once again of god's long suffering with the children of israel with us as a people god's forbearance with the children of israel with us as a people so um like i said this is nehemiah chapter 9 verse i'm gonna read 13 through 21 and then 26 through 28 so in 13 it says You came down on Mount Sinai. You spoke to them from heaven. You gave them regulations and laws that are just and right and decrees and commands that are good. You made known to them your holy Sabbath and gave them commands, decrees, and laws through your servant Moses. In their hunger, you gave them bread from heaven, and in their thirst, you brought them water from the rock. You told them to go in and take possession of the land you had sworn with uplifted hand to give them but they our ancestors became arrogant and stiff-necked and they did not obey your commands they refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them they became a stiff-necked and they became stiff-necked and in their rebellion appointed a leader in uh, in order to return to their slavery but you are a forgiving God gracious and compassionate slow to anger and abounding in love therefore you did not desert them even when they cast for themselves an image of a calf and said this is your god who brought you up out of Egypt or when they committed awful blasphemies because of uh, because of your great compassion you did not abandon them in the wilderness by day the pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them on their path nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on them shine on the way they were to take you gave your good spirit to instruct them you did not withhold your manner from their mouths and you gave them water for their thirst for 40 years you sustained them in the wilderness they lacked nothing their clothes did not wear out nor did their feet become swollen so real quick that right there that pretty much talks about a lot of the stuff that i just mentioned in summation of the book of exodus that's a lot of it that happened in exodus that you see that they did that God did for them, God provided for them in the wilderness. He gave them bread from heaven, water from the rock. He led them out of Egypt. He performed signs, wonders, and miracles, and yet they still chose to build a build a build a calf. You know, raise up a leader in rebellion to God and all that He has done, to try to go back to slavery in Egypt. Just crazy stuff. That God is willing to endure because He desires to have a relationship with you so bad. He desires for you to be saved so much. So that's another thing. Quick don't test the patience of God. Like we're going to get into that a little bit later, but we shouldn't be testing the patience of God. We we can see from the scriptures that God is extremely patient, but that don't mean you need to be right on his nerves. You know what I'm saying? So check yourself, you know, like just because God is patient don't mean he's, there will come a time where he will leave you over to your sins and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to experience that. You want to, you want to dwell in the favor of God and the love of God. So get right church and let's go home. I'm going to keep reading, though, Uh, 26 through 28. It says, uh, this is after God had done some more good for the children of Israel. It says in 26, but they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets who had warned them in order to turn turn them back to you. They committed awful blasphemies. So you delivered them into the hands of their enemies who oppressed them. But when they were oppressed, they cried out to you from heaven, you heard them. And in your great compassion, you gave them deliverers who rescued them from the hand of their enemies. Verse 28. But as soon as they were at rest, they again did what was evil in your sight. Then you abandoned them to the hand of their enemies so that they, so that they ruled over them. And when they cried out to you again, you heard from heaven and in your compassion, you delivered them time after time. So it goes on for a couple more, several more verses, just talking about the, all the times when Israel failed, all the times when Israel sinned and how God time after time after time showed them great com- mercy and compassion and delivered them. So God is, if you think God is not patient, um, you don't know God, I'm a <laughs> You you reading a different Bible, you know you you're following somebody. You're following not God because God is exceedingly patient with us. He is so good and compassionate and kind with us. He is long suffering. Like, like let's go back to the definition of long suffering: having or showing patience in spite of troubles, especially those caused by other people. God didn't bring this on Himself. He's like you're doing this to yourself, and yet I'm God is like you're doing this to yourself, and yet He is still choosing to be patient with us in spite of all the troubles and all the problems, patiently, and it says patiently enduring lasting offense or hardship. We just read all the different times that the children of Israel, we offended God, and yet he still chose to patiently endure with us. Patiently endure with us, right? to the point of sending his son Jesus Christ and all all, of that, all of that brought on, right? All the different things that Jesus had to endure patiently until the, the allotted time for him to go and die on the cross and then be raised on the third day. But God is patiently enduring with us. He is so exceedingly long suffering and the wages of sin is death, that is so clear. And yet with forbearance, God is refraining from the enforcement of that debt, of collecting on that debt. Because he chooses to be patiently enduring lasting offense from us. So get that in your spirit. God is patient with you, with me, with the world. He is so patient. But we don't need to be testing his patience. You know, because there is a day when the end will come. And it's, you know, you either on the right side or the wrong side. But praise God for his patience. Praise God that when we fall, God is Patient and he is compassionate and he hears us when we cry out to him and he delivers us. So yeah, so now we're gonna move to some New Testament stuff for the most part. So and, and, and even now, like I said, we've kind of fleshed out all the different things that we talk about in the Old Testament. The, the children of Israel have done, and that's just some of the things, right? But even now, when every with everything that's going on in the world, um, God is still true to his nature, which is to be loving and patient. And God is still slow to anger because he is patient with us. So I'm like, I'm really trying to drive home God's patience, God's long suffering, God's forbearance, because it is out of an understanding and a revelation of who God is, how God is patient, how God is long suffering, how God is enduring um, our offense. It is out of an understanding of what God has done for you that you are able to be patient with other people. So in uh, Romans chapter three, verse 25 through 26, it says God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand, unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. So God sent his son as a sacrifice of atonement because in his forbearance, in his willingness to refrain from enforcing something that is due, and his willingness to refrain from doing this and his forbearance, he left the sins committed beforehand unpunished so that he could be the one who justifies, he can be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Christ Jesus. Another one is, uh, this is Old Testament Psalms. If i can find it. This is Psalms 103, verses 8 through 10. It says... The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. So once again, God is slow to anger. He is true to his nature and he does this. He, he, he is for, he, in his forbearance, he has left the sins committed beforehand unpunished so that, Jesus could come and cover you. Jesus could come and his blood would cover you. Faith in Jesus would cover you. Faith in Jesus would be payment for the sins. Jesus blood would be payment for the sins. Um, so now for those of us who have been born again in Christ Jesus, and we have been made new, we are called to live like Christ, to be like Christ. And we have been called to be patient and long suffering with God and with people because there are times and we're having to wait on, you know, oftentimes in the Psalms you hear, wait on the Lord, because we're having to wait on the Lord and be patient for the Lord's time. The Lord's perfect timing, because his timing is perfect. And he is exceedingly strategic. Read any, read any, any, about any character in the Bible and you will see how strategic God is pick David, for example, or, or Joseph which i was gonna talk about but we you know we almost 22 minutes in so we here now but god is so 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 faithful and he's so patient with us despite everything and so i want to read a couple more verses and then we'll be done for today but i want you to keep in mind that we are called to be patient long suffering to be for into and and forbearance with other people just as just as God has been with us and uh it says so in Rome and uh no not Romans 1st Timothy 1st Timothy chapter 1 verses 15 and 16 this is Paul talking it says here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. And then so we're going to finish all this up with a parable. A parable in Matthew chapter 18. We're just talking about God's patience towards us and what is expected of us towards other people and this is talking about forgiveness this is the parable of the unmerciful servant this is talking about forgiveness but i believe patience is also just as applicable so when i read and i talk and i see it say the words forgive or you hear the words forgive and forgiveness also think patience because we do have as as we read and throughout the the scriptures. I want to say, where was it? There's a proverb, I don't think I wrote it down, but it was a good one. Okay, real quick, keep in mind, patience right so patience and forgiveness they do go hand in hand but that's not the point of this episode but real quick in proverbs 19 verse 11 it says a person's wisdom yields patience it is to one's glory to overlook an offense overlooking an offense that kind of goes hand in hand with forgiveness looking past it moving on not holding against the person forgiveness so we're going to read it and then we're going to we're going to finish this this whole episode up but when you hear forgiveness, also think patience applies here too. So I'm going to read the whole parable. So Matthew 18, verse 21, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? How many times should I be patient with my brother or sister? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Remember forbearance, okay? Which is refraining from enforcing something such as a debt right or obligation that is due. So picking back up, 26. At this, the, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. And I will pay back everything. Be patient with me, he begged. And I'll pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Forbearance, okay? But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and begged and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all the debt of yours. I I showed you forbearance. All the debt of yours, because you begged me to. He said, be patient with me. And in anger, his master handed him, or I'm sorry, yeah, he's like, Shit, no, he's, I'm sorry, I'm moving around. He said, verse 33, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Shouldn't you have been patient with your brother or sister just as I have been patient with you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until so he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother and sister from your heart unless you are patient in love with your brothers and sisters so i leave you with this i was going to bring up joseph but i my notes took me in a different direction but i encourage you to look in genesis read about the story of joseph he is a great example joseph and david are great examples of men who displayed patience long suffering, waiting on God, men who waited on God, David and Joseph are great examples of this. For the sake of time, we don't have time to dig into their stories. But first and second Samuel read about David, Genesis, read about Joseph and really let that sink into your spirit about patience with God patience with people. Because we are called to be patient. We are called to be long-suffering. We are called to show forbearance towards others. So I hope that this encouraged you. I hope that this uh, convicted you if necessary. Um, and that it will ultimately be edifying for you. So I'm going to pray us out and then we'll be done. So to Heavenly Father God, thank you God for your immense patience. With us, Lord God, and you are long-suffering. and your forbearance, you choose to not enforce the payment of our, of our sins, God. And yet, you allow, you created a way for Jesus to be payment, his blood to be payment of our sins for those who have faith in Christ Jesus. I thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you, God, for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you are. You are patient. I thank you, Lord, and I pray that you will continue to make us like you. Make us like your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to be a reflection of Jesus to the world. Help us to bear the fruits of your spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, Father God. I pray all these things in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. So that is all I have. Until next week, bye.